an extremely severe storm named Cedar was a tropical cyclone that resulted in one of the worst natural disasters in Bangladesh. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. We'll get into the details here and also put to rest the difference between the cyclone, the typhoon, and the hurricane on This Day in Weather History. The Cyclone a deadly force of nature that runs through a country like a bandsaw, slashing and gnashing everything in its path. Today's episode features a podcast video short. Hey, you can find that right now on all Weather Network social media, as well as by simply going to our homepage, theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Let's open with a bit of tropical storm tutorial, shall we? It's really quite simple, actually. First of all, hurricanes, cyclones, and typhoons are all types of tropical storms. But then it gets territorial. Hurricanes are tropical storms that form over the North Atlantic Ocean and Northeast Pacific. Cyclones are formed over the South Pacific and Indian Ocean, while typhoons are formed over the Northwest Pacific Ocean. And there you go. Class dismissed. So because of where Bangladesh is situated, they suffer, and I do mean suffer, seasonal cyclones. And that's another thing. For every cyclone, typhoon, or hurricane tragedy that we hear about on stations like, right here on the Weather Network, we must remember that this is seasonal and a result of the natural rotation of our planet. But that does not dismiss when storms like these get so massive that they level a dizzying death toll on any one population. With Cedar, they were hammered by peak one-minute sustained winds of 260 kilometers per hour. That's 160 miles per hour, making it a Category 5 equivalent tropical cyclone on the Saffir-Simpson scale that weighs hurricanes. So now, let's dig into this storm. Cedar eventually made landfall in Bangladesh on November 15th of 2007, this day in weather history, prompting large-scale evacuations. The prep ahead of storms like this, no matter where in the world they occur or what they are called, is critical. Bangladesh has a modern-day record of being able to mobilize over one million people to evacuate at a moment's notice. We've seen this. It's as impressive as it is necessary. And thank goodness it worked for this storm because the damage was extensive. Coastal districts of Bangladesh faced very heavy rainfall out ahead of the actual impact of the cyclone and storm surges reaching up to a height of 3 meters, that's almost 10 feet. While the larger cities of Padhuakali, Barguna, and Jalokati district experienced a surge of over 5 meters, closer to 16 feet. But because surge is most deadly and destructive along coastal areas, it triggered panic in the massive fishing community. Over 3,000 fishermen were reported missing on over 500 fishing boats. This area is responsible for a large portion of the global seafood supply chain, so this is critical for their economy and individual livelihoods. But that is not their biggest export. The local agricultural industry was also devastated. Yeah, they major in rice. And their rice crops, which have a December harvest, were totally wiped out. The total dollar losses reached an equivalent to 2.3 billion US dollars. But then there was the human cost, and that was far more tragic. At least 3,447 deaths have been blamed directly on the storm, with some estimates reaching as high as 15,000. 
But in the wake of this catastrophe, aid started pouring in from around the world. To say that the infrastructure and resources in Bangladesh are lacking would be an understatement, and because of this shortcoming, the numbers were all over the place as far as human losses. For instance, Save the Children estimated the number of deaths associated with the cyclone to be between 3,100 and 10,000, while the Red Crescent Society and other aid agencies were the ones who reported that number I told you about earlier, where deaths could be as high as 15,000. Much of the capital city of Dhaka was wrecked by severe wind and flooding. Electricity and water service was lost as a result. The storm flattened the country's signature tin shacks as well as the larger houses. Schools were blown away, and the normally lush landscape was dealt enormous tree damage. Close to a quarter of the World Heritage Site Sundarbans was damaged, and experts estimated that it would take at least 40 years to recover. After the storm, 18 Bangladesh Air Force helicopters and five Bangladesh Navy ships were immediately dispatched with food, medicine, and relief supplies for the hardest-hit areas, all caused by Tropical Cyclone Cedar when it smashed into Bangladesh on November 15th of 2007, this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November the 16th. Now, when we talk about hurricanes, they're very powerful, they're massive, and their timing is never optimal. There's never a good time for a hurricane, but it is infinitely worse when it follows hot on the heels of a punishing storm that people are still reeling from and are far from recovering from. That's what we're talking about here when Hurricane Eta hit, and then less than two weeks later, Hurricane Iota. Tomorrow, on this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.